All right, and this is the Fulati Fitness Podcast, episode number six, joined today by my guy, Za, aka Mr. Mata Sudana himself, a man full of knowledge, wisdom, and game when it comes to topics like spirituality, philosophy, human nature, and so forth. And personally, one of my favorite content creators for quite some time now, so I'm excited to have you on the podcast, man, and I'm ready to run it up. Hey, appreciate that, bro. Excited to be here. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, so we actually been talking back and forth for quite some time now, and I I don't know if you remember, but um, before I even started this channel, I, I was hitting up a lot of uh, content creators I, I enjoyed at the time. And you were one of the first people to actually give me advice and uh, tips on how to go about making content and how to create a YouTube channel and so forth. So it's a pretty cool little uh, full circle moment we got going on. Hey, that's what's up. Yeah, <laughs> so to start things off, bro, I wanted to ask you, um, kind of like what was your life like before the spiritual path we see you on today and what were the events that that led up to it well before i was just like grinding like <laughs> i was just working and pursuing my goal i wanted to be i wanted to go to the nfl like so that was like a dumbass dream because looking back on it, it's like bro i was nowhere never close about to go to that shit. <laughs> but that was my goal and luckily though if i didn't want to do that i probably wouldn't have went to college mm. so i look at that as the universe tricking me to go to college mm. and, and get out the, and get out the city so i was just working and all the money that i made from working a job i would just put it back into my goal of playing football mm -hmm. and uh what kind of like what were the events that um sparked that uh that spiritual awakening if you want to call it or what you've termed as a before from going from BC before consciousness to AC? Like how did that whole process go about? Well, I grew up in a church, so I always kinda had like a a, a spiritual background. Mm. But like when I really got on some conscious shit, I'm not gonna lie, it was uh it was weed. <laughs> <laughs> like when I first really started smoking weed it's like my brain just was perceiving things like way better and i'm like yo this shit is fucked up like or not even fucked up but like there's just certain stuff that i looked at as normal i'm like bro it's not normal like this is kind of wild that you alive right now and <laughs> it just made me be extra aware like what the hell and like i'm in college bro and i was like i'm i'm like bro i'm sitting in class like, i almost dropped out of school if I wasn't a person who I just finished what I start, I would have dropped out. Cause I'm mm -hmm. like, bro, I'm sitting in this classroom learning who knows what, and it's the sun outside. And I'm just sitting in this classroom being just like a drone. Like that, it was pissing me off. But I'm like, bro, I'm just going to finish it. Cause you know, my family, black people, bro, black people ain't recognized yet that college degrees ain't worth shit. So I'm like, it's just going to make them happy. So I'm just going to get it. <laughs> so, uh, so you're, 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 you're puffing, puffing a lot. And then, this is actually really similar to me and um because I, when i started getting into like i was smoking here and there but like when i started uh really like heavy like just blowing blowing kush all the time i started like mm -hmm. getting into those head spaces and like asking myself and it was uncomfortable at the point at the moment because to me like especially now after i've taken like other other drugs other substances like weed is a Mild, mild psychedelic to a certain degree so kind of right gets, yeah for sure yeah into those states so when when uh when you were like asking yourself these things like what were what was like essentially the tipping point that like got you 
over the edge to like really in a sense realize the spiritual nature of of our reality um it's funny because it's so stupid <laughs> like when i look back on it i'm smoking weed right and i'm watching doctor strange like the first movie uh-huh. and then like it's this scene where she touches third eye and just some goofy shit start happening i'm like yo that is trippy and i'm like that was i was like i'm not gonna bro i literally paused the movie at that scene and i said i'm not gonna finish this movie until i figure out what the hell that was <laughs> and i experienced something similar to that mm. and then that's when i found lsd and mushrooms mm. yeah okay now we just uh we just opened up a new new can of worms right there so let's just go right there um mm. yeah bro <laughs> i heard you talk about it in your videos here and there and i've had my fair share of experiences with psychedelics but uh, I haven't heard you really like dive into like how it's been how how it's helped you on this path and like what were some of the most profound experiences or downloads or just insights that you got from your certain uh, psychedelic trips. All right, so the first one I gave you before I forget, and it's and it's crazy, but the first I think it was mushrooms that I was on at the no, it was LSD. When I was on LSD, the most craziest download I ever got mm. is that we that we never gonna know. <laughs> yo, I start cracking up laughing like, yo, millions of philosophers, millions of great thinkers and yogis and all of them. Like, of course, I think the yogis uh, and the metaphysical aspect, they the closest that we gonna get to experience reality. But when I was full of the juices of universe download mm -hmm. my brain knew it's impossible for your human brain to comprehend the great thing and i just started laughing like and we pursue our whole life oh i'm trying to find all these answers bro it ain't no goddamn answer like the meaning of life is you just living it like that's the answer mm. so that was uh then, off, off lsd you said yeah yeah uh -huh. i'm pretty sure uh-huh and uh what about like um what was it your your like heaviest dose story or like craziest story that you got? See, like it's funny because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that I've been practicing meditation before I got real deep into psychedelics. Mm -hmm. So, like when other people do like crazy doses, like they might freak out because mm -hmm. they not used to experimenting with themselves or they don't have knowledge. Like I always, even before. Because I was a psychology major. Mm -hmm. So I already knew about the brain and the mind. And see, that was another thing that kind of led me to spirituality. Because once you realize everything is the mind, mm -hmm. and we some fucking animals, that shit was a trip. Like, oh, bro, I'm like this, this scientist. Because, you know, most people don't trust nothing unless white people say it. So psychology is like white people information. Meaning like the, the European school system deems this as this is correct. So... I'm like, if they're saying it, but they're saying it in their scientific way, it confirmed with other people say that they look at them as crazy, but they just saying it in not a scientific term way. So I'm like, all right, if everything is the mind, I'm basically a goddamn animal. <laughs> <laughs> like that shit just fucked me up. But oh yeah, so, so when I take it from meditation and just studying just different stuff, period, like from mm -hmm. stoicism to physics to to spirituality 
but so i'm saying when i take doses of stuff like it don't really affect me like that like mm-hmm. it affect me like i'm tripping but it don't i never like freaked out or nothing mm-hmm. and i took two tabs before mm-hmm. and i think the highest shrooms i took was like close to like a heroic dose it was definitely like six or seven g's and it really wasn't as crazy as i thought it was going to be really but at the same time it might have been some old shrooms because mm. if you take if you got some good shrooms and you take 3.5 that's gonna be enough <laughs> yeah but yeah but I, I don't have no like crazy experiences except mm-hmm. for the, on lsd the only thing super crazy is like when i look at my phone like you know how iphones got the apps like the apps would be shrinking and then growing and then mm-hmm. shrinking like like that but or i'll watch like a movie and like they'll face just be changing colors mm-hmm. or one or one night it's crazy because i'm tripping on lsd going to a college party this is when like college start decaying like we got the new kids that just sit on their phones and i'm just watching it like yo these are some fucking losers like <laughs> i'm like at the party you're supposed to be dancing and interacting or everybody on their phone and it was like pissing me off i'm like bro these new humans ain't shit mm-hmm. but I'm looking at this dude, he got waves. And I'm looking at his waves and his waves is like floating off of his head. I'm like, oh shit, like that shit crazy. But other than that, it ain't nothing really too crazy that happened to me. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that's funny that you said you took uh, six or seven almost. And like, it wasn't as like profound, but like you said, like the 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 type you get, how strong it is, like really affects that. Cause like, I, I took five grams one time and man bro i was sent to a fucking another another universe bro i got like the most downloads and stuff like that and that was like essentially my spiritual like awakening and um like the stuff i like got out of that trip was like what eventually led me down to like really like um exploring spirituality really exploring um uh what's it called just our actual true nature and stuff like that so it's pretty interesting that how we can differ from person to person but um with that said bro like one thing i've um i've i've come to say and i don't know if maybe that you agree with it too is that like when it comes to the spiritual side of like psychedelics it seems like it's almost like a steroid for spiritual growth like if you take steroids to go to the gym you'll um you'll you'll blow up you'll blow up in size and strength but you don't keep that and like when, when you take like bigger doses, this and that, at least for me, like you get all those downloads, but you barely can like really like uh, attain the the totality of how, how profound it was. So it's kind of like a steroid in that sense, but true like spiritual like practices and true spiritual knowledge that takes time, like, like it would uh, natural if you want to build up muscle and strength takes time but once you get there you like keep it so is that something that you kind of like experience too with psychedelics yeah for sure like and then you gotta look at it like this everybody got different mind compositions so like i'll talk to party girls and they'll be like oh i take lsd because they stupid so mm-hmm. they would have never had an awakening because they already dumb mm-hmm. <laughs> so all it did was just make them have more fun because they mm-hmm. already like they're so sleep that even taking LSD didn't wake them up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or people that smoke weed. I used people that smoke weed all day, every day, from the moment they came out their mom coochie. And they still like don't question reality because they just mm-hmm. their brain is just they got a simple brain. Mm-hmm. So it all depends on like what brain you got. But definitely, like the next day after a trip, 
uh, I would still have like, like I would still kind of see the world through those eyes. But like you said, it do wear off on the intensity, which is why you do gotta practice like yoga and meditation because that's how you get it naturally, versus you know the artificial. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like when you, when uh, you were going throughout this process, you're you're getting into like the deeper like aspects of life, whether it's through weed, psychedelics here and there. So what were what like um, got you intrigued? and like interested in like the actual practices, the actual methods, the actual like past, whether it's like Vedic traditions, whether it's um, whatever it is at the, at the, at, that, that actually helps you get to those points of these sages, these yogis, these like higher realized masters. Like what was the, what um, interest to you and what was like the thing that really like caught your eye? Well, it was, um, it was really just because I was like, I was like just tired of the world. I'm like, yo, the world fucked up. I'm like, it's, I'm like, I can't really find nothing positive about the world. Like, especially at the time place that I was in. So I'm like, I got to figure out what's the point slash let me just see if what these yogis is talking about is real. Like when it comes to meditation, because I'm like, I don't think at least at this time, like my football dreams was crashing uh life is just already shitty so i'm like let me just see if they because i'm like i'm trying to think if i found this before or after because i had found a mantra too that's what made me uh and i started chanting the mantra and like i got immediate changes in my life mm -hmm. so i'm like damn this shit is real you know what i mean so i'm like I low-key was like, okay, so everything they say is true then because I tested one thing and it immediately changed. So I'm like, everything they say is real versus mm -hmm. years of Christianity and nothing I did benefited nothing from, like, it didn't help me really do nothing. I mean, it helped you a little bit with, like, certain mindsets and beliefs, but, like, the way yoga and meditation, bro, that shit is next level. Mm -hmm. And, like, was it, like, a certain book or, like, certain, like, person that you specifically got into first that like taught you these things or was it just like all of it at once yeah it was like all at once for real mm -hmm. for real it was like all that that's why it'd be hard for me to like people like oh like when people ask for books i just give them the bhagavad gita mm -hmm. uh and the Tao Te Ching. but it's hard for me to be like oh this book or that book because this shit happened like such a fast hypersonic rate that I'm like, bro, my brain was everywhere. Like, I don't know how to pinpoint like, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was just happening so fast, but definitely meditation and Nisha Gata Maharaj, I am that book. That book right there, my first summer when I was like serious on my spiritual stuff, I would just read that book daily. And every day, as soon as I wake up, I meditate for an hour. As soon as I go to come home from work, meditate for an hour about to go to bed meditate but like i was so serious like i'm trying to see what they talking about so mm -hmm. that's what it was so it was like the bhagavad gita Tao Te ching and like uh those are the two main ones but is there any like other like ones that were a big uh help in your in your journey yeah i am that i am that okay, okay. yeah that was it, it actually that was the main book that i first was like that first really i would say awaken my mind that was the first book because mm -hmm. because i feel like if you read the bhagavad-gita they put it in simplistic terms so yeah. almost anybody could understand 
but I'm like, if you don't meditate and find that source yourself, a lot of that, what they say could go over your head. Mm-hmm. The same with Dao De Chang. Like if you listen to it without meditation, your brain is going to interpret the information. So you might miss a lot of the stuff. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Bhagavad Gita is definitely a lot more like direct and like simple. Like I read it earlier this year and it's honestly one of my favorite books like already because how how like simple it is like you can give it to like anyone that's kind of like on this type of like frequency or this wave that and they'll understand the gist of it but like some other deeper spiritual books that like maybe you're reading i'm reading it's like you kind of have that you need that base foundation like same thing you said like when it comes to psychedelics like you have that base foundation of meditation at least so when you take those substances like it will actually show you what you're looking for instead of just like jumping into the deep end of the ocean and you don't even know how to swim right exactly i think that's why people do crazy shit like because i, I it, it'd be confusing to me when i even hear stories like that like oh this person took mushrooms and jumped off a roof like bro that's happening even I, that's happened to one of my friends i'm not even joking took a salvia and he jumped out of his uh <laughs> see that's different though that's yeah different. that's just salvia different, is some, yeah. it's some weird ass shit. yeah <laughs> yeah Yo, i had a dude i had a dude this dude i'm guessing like his brain was so sensitive that even to weed like he freaked out <laughs> so one day he was <laughs> he was like ha and like i guess he was just acting weird the whole time and he didn't take salvia, <laughs> but somebody told him that they was, <laughs> bro. And it made him freak out even more. Like, bro, he wouldn't sit down. He's like, bro, sit down. Like, he was just standing up. Then, like, he, he immediately just like just left. I'm like, bro, this nigga tripping. But he, it wasn't even salvia. It was just weed. But it's mm-hmm. like his brain was so, I don't know that the weed, because you know, like you said, weed is a psychedelic. Mm-hmm. So his, his brain made him freak out because mm-hmm. I took mushrooms before and I climbed on the roof, me and my friend and my other friend who was like trips and this was like, bro, y'all sure y'all want to go on the roof, yeah. bro, I don't want y'all to jump. I'm like, bro, we do this shit for real, bro. Like, I'm about to jump off the fucking roof. <laughs> yeah, bro, that shit was crazy. He took Salvi and he literally jumped out of his window like completely. And I was like, bro, this is that. That's why I was like, bro, I'm never touching that thing. But is there any other like psychedelics like that you would take other than mushrooms and LSD and like the maybe some of the more like shamanic ones like peyote, ayahuasca or even like DMT? Yeah, I definitely would take ayahuasca. I would take DMT. Mm-hmm. I want to do them, but you know how it is like when you on a street level, you don't know who what they got or what it is. So it's like <laughs> I don't trust it. <clears throat> But I would definitely probably do a retreat one day and do like ayahuasca or DMT and see what it do to me. Mm-hmm. Just cause I'm like, LSD and shrooms is cool, but it's like, I feel like I'm over them now. Like I don't, I, I might do them occasionally for fun. Or if I'm like, if I'm studying something deep and I feel like I want to learn it even deeper, like I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Shrooms or LSD? Both. Mm. But like, depending on what the scenario is, mm-hmm. like if I want to learn something mentally, like experiment with a mantra or something like that, then I'll do LSD. Yeah, yeah. Because LSD is more for your brain. Mm. That shit really got your your synapses firing and connecting all all over all over the place. Mm-hmm. But shrooms, matter of fact, shrooms. I'm about to start doing shrooms as a party drug. Really? Like yeah, a, not a big dose, though, huh? Huh. 
Like a like a smaller dose though, huh? Yeah, yeah, probably like two G's, maybe even three. Cause mm. whenever I take shrooms, <laughs> I'm just like I feel like I'm the best version of myself mm. being high. Because mm. if I'm high on weed, I'm not going to want to leave the house. No, I'm gonna be uh, antisocial, not want to talk to nobody. Yeah. If I take LSD, I'm gonna be too fucking geeked up. Like people <laughs> gonna be like, "Yo, this motherfucker on some weird shit." Mm -hmm. Even with shrooms, though, but it's like, I don't care. I'll accept it on shrooms. Like, that should be. But, but then again, no, nah, let me stop. Nah, shrooms is too much. Because you, if you vibrating too high around other people, they're going to they gonna be on some weird shit. Mm -hmm. you, you can microdose, too, like, where it's, like, kind of, like, you. it's, like, a little buzz. It feels like you're faded. Because, like, I've, I've, right. uh, I've done microdoses with shrooms, but uh, I did a whole, like, experiment on myself when I was, like, first getting into uh, spirituality and all these things. I have a video on this on my channel if you want to check it out. It's um, I microdose LSD for 90 days. And um, mm -hmm. during that, like what you just said, it's like your your brain. I was trying to like teach myself certain things. So I was like, bro, I'm trying to like teach myself all these things at once. So let me just try uh, microdosing LSD the entire time. So I, I never read a book my entire life to that point. So I was like, okay, let me teach myself like basically how to read like i knew how to read but like how to actually like sit right. down and not like want to like throw the book across the fucking classroom right. yeah, yeah right. i was like teaching myself how to get that habit in how to get in the habit of meditation how to do this so like to me uh especially microdoses of lsd are like a natural adderall like it's not like oh bro i'm gonna cram all this information to, like pass my final exam but it's like i can be a little bit more creative with it and like do the things i enjoy but like you're still geeked up but um shrooms like what you just said it's like it gets you more like open or emotional almost like you're kind of more like tapped in with other people's like energies and stuff like that so it makes right. sense why people go to like festivals and stuff with like uh tripping on shrooms but personally i couldn't like i just like it gets too like too overwhelming i'm like i'm not trying to be around like right. that people, yeah but like i get i get right. the point see see you right though because one time i had i took shrooms and I always been a fuck boy. So like I'm trying if I like you as a girl, I'm yeah. trying to fuck you. Like I'm gonna walk up to you and talk to you and try to fuck you. You feel me? But one day I'm on shrooms and my roommates in college, like they didn't tell me because you know how college is and like we was kinda popular. So it could start off as like a kickback and then it turned into a party. Mm. So that's what happened. Number one, they didn't tell me that they was inviting people. I used to cause they over friendly. Like I'm from the city, so we not that friendly. Like we just not accepting people. Mm. But they be friendly as shit, always inviting people to the house. So they ain't tell me. So I took these shrooms. People start coming over. It ended up turning to a party. Now I'm sitting down. The shrooms kicking in. It was a girl that I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna try to fuck her tonight. And I, to this day, I feel like I could have fucked. Like I feel like I know I could have fucked her. But when I seen her through the eyes of the shrooms, mm. I felt bad for her. Mm. I'm like, damn, she wearing makeup. She got her bra her titties just all pressed out tight ass clothes with her ass fat and i looked at her like a girl like a little girl i'm like damn like i feel bad for her mm -hmm. like because she trying to they doing that's why i feel bad for women sometimes like am i deepest spiritual woman? i feel bad for women mm -hmm. like they cannot help it they just try everything to try to get fucked mm -hmm. then they get mad when somebody fuck them and leave them but it's mm -hmm. like that's life mm -hmm. you feel me mm -hmm. yeah kind of um you're like your your uh level of consciousness on the shrooms kind of like raised from the lower levels of like lust and stuff to like higher levels of like looking at it like in a more of a 
not in a sense of like you loved her like as in romantically but like you saw the like right. the universal like love like damn like girls are kind of like brainwashed to just be fucking hoes like just to be straight up right. like it's just it's like not their right. fault but it is but like it is kind of like what society and stuff um pushes but that kind of brings me over to um semen retention because for the ogs of like your your audience and stuff like this your channel before it was even even uh Madhusudana was false entity if anyone remembers that comment down below but um it was uh mainly uh semen retention content and um mm -hmm. matter of fact bro like i exactly remember the first uh video i watched it was titled um treat semen retention like it's a trap and um mm, the right. title itself yeah. like caught me and i remember like the intro was like uh like young meek mill and uh a young uh nipsey hustle like talking about the grind and stuff like that and then mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you, you had like the harry potter uh glasses and all that stuff bro but like right. you, started, uh, you just started like spazzing bro like snapping like it just like at the time like i was maybe like a month into like the streak i'm still on today like it was like two three years ago and mm -hmm. um like the all these other content creators talking about semen retention at the time were like talking on a very like surface level physical like nature like that i that i like came across at that time there was other ones obviously right. that i finally like saw into but um it, it was all about like you know female attraction this and that but you were like treating it like it was uh like a power up a way for like men to like really just like supercharge their um purpose and their drive and just actually like focus mm -hmm. on the things that they really need to do in life so let's talk about how did you first come across semen retention and how it's been a been like a staple or like an actual like pillar or foundation within like the spiritual path within the even the entre entrepreneurial path with youtube and this and that and everything that you got going on all right so first i'll say this because this go back like it's funny how like there's so many things i used to do when i was younger that translate to now that i'm older with more understanding so i always felt like jerking off was bad <laughs> like I, it, it's funny because guilt you know how like they say oh we got to stop shaming and guilting shaming guilt keeps people to do what the fuck they need to do mm -hmm. that's why the society crazy because ain't nobody shaming and guilting nobody but me as a young person when i would jerk off it, it had to be like middle school i'm gonna say let's say sixth grade seventh grade it was one of those grades that i started jerking off and i had shame and guilt after i would do it i'm like damn bro like this, this low-key like for some reason i'm like bro this is not good <laughs> from the start so, right bro from the start i'm like bro this is not good mm -hmm. i'm like bro because i'm like bro you one because i'm a person i don't like nobody or nothing having control over me mm -hmm. so i'm like one this shit got control over you like you want to do it every time you come home from school I'm like, bro, that's that's addiction. Like, I always look at addiction as, like, bad. I don't want to be addicted to nothing. So then I played football. I'm, like, the smallest person on the field at any given time. So I'm like, I need an extra boost. Mm. I'm like, I can't be wasting my energy. And then all boxing movies. If you watch, like, old school boxing movies or boxing mm -hmm. trainers, they always tell you to go celibate, always. They, they say you lose your legs. That's what they say. You don't got no weight in your legs no more. So that's when I first started 
like okay i'm trying to play football and do it serious like i'm 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 focused and i felt the energy and the power but then fast forward once you get into college bro that's when you really i mean once again i i kept doing it though because high school i lived in a dorm in high school so it was like it was rare that i had sexual opportunities even though when i did have them i took advantage of them but i was same with college like i'm focused i'm trying to go to the college to get to the nfl like i'm really trying to get out the hood like that i, I was not playing around i'm not trying to be come back to this motherfucker mm-hmm. so then i get to college same shit i could have a fucking bro, i was one time i had the baddest girl bro she was like tough as shit everybody wanted her bro she was a freak bro even her i used to be like yo i'm, I, I'm not about to talk to you during the week i got football practice mm-hmm. like we could have fun on the weekend but and then side note, that's how you get girls to like you by not being always on a dick. Like yeah. get them out your face sometimes. But my senior year slash junior year, it's like this yogi channel. I forgot the name of it, but they always posting quotes by yogis. And it was like Swami Vivekananda mm-hmm. and Swami uh Sivananda. Mm-hmm. And they always was talking about the importance of senior retention. I'm like, damn. I bro, I had a like a real heart to hurt myself. Like, bro, this is a big issue for you, bro. Like but you know if you want to know what these yogis know you got to do what they do so i'm mm-hmm. like bro you gotta stop like you gotta stop and that was my first time really like stopping so it was like from first it was like uh it was uh the movies that kind of like hinted you at, at it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then eventually like it worked and then from that point on, when you were into your spiritual like path, you saw these quotes about semen retention. And then did you look into it more and then be like, damn, bro, I'm just going to go full on streak. Yeah, yeah, I looked at it. And then plus, because like I said, see me, this might be a difference between me and like other spiritual teachers. They might have more pure reasons to do things, mm-hmm. but I do things out of practicality. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, OK. You're about to leave school. You're still broke as fuck. <laughs> you feel me? You don't have a car. I'm like, bro. And I realized like women are, they they like what's better than them. So I'm like, you was getting away with it, with being a bum <laughs> because you were in school. And like, you don't need a car. Like everybody right here. Or you could, a girl, I used to always date girls with cars. But I'm like, bro, you get into an age to where, like, that's some corny shit. Like, if you don't got a car, bro, you a bum. Like, that's how I was looking at myself. So I'm like, bro, I'm going to stop, like, until I build myself, like, figure out what I'm going to do after college. Like, until then, I'm not playing around with no girl. Until mm-hmm. I get my car. That's why I said, treat like the trap. Bro, I'm working and throwing my money in the bank, not even paying attention to it. I'm not paying attention to no girls. I wasn't getting no haircut, no nothing. I'm on my grind, so that's what led to me to really be on it and then when i noticed the spiritual benefits i'm like damn this shit real mm-hmm. like even the third eye like you would think the third eye was fake because all you ever do is hear people talk about it but then when i went celibate and i was meditating every day and learning different shit and i felt vibrations in my third eye i'm like mm-hmm. oh shit this shit mm-hmm. is real so then i'm like bro all this shit they talk about is real mm-hmm. yeah 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 i actually have a video uh talking about this it's called the esoteric like secrets of semen retention where it's like all these uh spiritual practices of time like knew the importance of it i don't know if you've read the cold serpent 
I did. Somebody mm-hmm. suggested me to read that book, and I, I, yeah, did, yeah. I didn't. I didn't like it. I didn't. Oh, you like didn't it. like it? Okay. Okay. Well, well, he was, like, the only reason why I didn't like it because he was just he was just like too negative against sex. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't like it. It was like too extreme with it. Yeah, yeah. I can tell. I can. I can understand. Even when I was reading, I was like, "It's a little, kind of like making it like a war, like against." It's like it's not like that that deep, but like it depends on how you want to practice semen retention in general. But um, in that v- video, I talk about how it's like a when when you raise this like energy up to the higher levels of consciousness, it like awakens that 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 third eye, that Christ consciousness, that um, just uh. I think it's called the cave of Brahma in uh, Vedic studies and stuff like that. That's like what gives you the, the, the perspective of seeing things from like a higher, higher plane. So right. let's talk about how, how that's, uh, that, how that happened to you. Like, what was it like at one specific moment in meditation? Like, cause I've gotten like, um, crazy, like a, like a burning, like sensation in my, my, uh, third eye area, if you want to call it that forehead area like it could be kundalini it could be this and that like whatever it is but um i want to hear about your your experiences yeah it was it was really like when i was reading i am that i would read i am that when i'm not reading i am that i would read another spiritual book and i was constantly meditating so i wasn't thinking about nothing except for trying to find the source mm. So I was really just in that dimension, just locked away from the normal world. Even when I did it, usually when a uh, summer break would come, I would go back home and I would work a warehouse job and I would get like decent money, especially for like my age and from where I'm from. I'm like, bro, I thought I was rich, the money I was getting. It really probably wasn't shit, but I'm like, bro, it's the most money I ever got in my life. Mm-hmm. And But I sacrificed that job. I didn't go to that job. I stayed at school, took a lesser paying job just so I could stay in my environment of college because it was more like in the, what they call the sticks, like where it's just nothing but woods. It's really mm-hmm. country people, a bunch of like hillbilly Trump people around there, but they ain't never do nothing to me. But I'm like, this is like a serenity place. So I'm like, I'm going to sacrifice money for the knowledge. So I, I wasn't even thinking about nothing. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally, though, I would slip up and then have sex with somebody. Mm-hmm. But it's like, other than that, I, w- I was just so focused. But then on a sex and spirituality, the real ultimate goal, at least for me, is to practice sex without ejaculation. That's the that's like the ultimate goal. I feel like I'll be the top-notch demon that I want to be if I master mm-hmm. that. Because even like releasing, I done really... Cause it's like once you reach a certain level, you you, I'm not saying you invincible, but you damn near invincible. Like mm-hmm. whatever you do, is going to get convert to light. Cause you're light. Mm-hmm. Like people be saying, oh, alcohol, the damage your third eye, bro. I done got drunk as fuck, and felt more connected. Like damn, the stars, the night, because mm-hmm. it's already my consciousness. So nothing I put in. It's going to make me turn into a fucking barbaric animal mm. or I have sex with a girl and I release then all that energy that was just stuck, bro, it immediately go up to my third eye on my heart because mm. it was down there. So now that it's gone and I'll be laying next to a girl with a or next to a girl in a bed and I'll be feeling like all loving and shit. And like, I'll be trying to hide like how happy I am because like, I don't want her to think like she did this because because then I don't want her to get too attached to me or like think, oh, blah, blah, blah. but it's like no matter what you do, you're always that because you are that mm-hmm. 
So yeah, that's kind of like is like the the balance between the material and the spiritual world, and um, it's kind of like if you want to go full on like monk celibate brahmacharya, it's like you kind of have to put yourself in the environment where that's like uh, practical enough. Like you can't really do that in the city, like you said. Like you kind of even you had to like go in a more like nature filled area to even do some some of the practices but like they just take it to the next level because they're just trying to like detach from it all so um that kind of is like the the modern version of uh how to like balance the material and spiritual world so like how have you kind of like addressed that because like it's once you kind of get the taste of like the spiritual side it's kind of easy depending on the type of person you are to just go full full-fledged like all in one direction and because it's like so like enticing sometimes but you kind of still have to play the game on the physical plane see this is how i go right when i when the more you study because once again i'm a proponent of free will does not exist it's mm -hmm. an illusion and and to take it deeper a lot of men be like oh astrology is stupid da -da -da -da. but that's because they lack understanding astrology really is like what they call planets, the more you study, is really celestial bodies. Mm -hmm. Like, they're influencing everything you do, not only you on a micro level, but governments, policies. Like, for example, I had an astrology reading with a dude just before the Israel-Hamas attack and all that stuff happened. He told me it was about to happen. He said, yeah, it's going to be a lot of chaos on the planet because this planet is going in. So we're affected by planets. So the reason why I say that is because, like, look at somebody like Ramana Maharshi. He realized at, like, 14, and then he never, <laughs> he never stopped. Like, he just, he just lived in a forest, diaper on, butt naked, just sitting around. Because that was his path and destiny. That's what the planets mm -hmm. got him doing. Me, on the other hand, I really wish I could do that. I don't want to work. I don't even be wanting to talk on YouTube. I swear <laughs> to God. Bro, I just came back from YouTube for four months off. You was DMing me. I'm, I, bro, I'm feeling so bad. Like, bro, I keep missing his messages because, bro, I'm so fucking stuck, bro. Like, I'm not paying attention to nothing. Mm -hmm. Even, like, you know, bills, bro, bills, bro. People, oh, you owe us this amount of money. I'm like, bro, damn, I didn't even know. Like, all right, here, go to money. But because I'm not paying attention. But once again, the time period that I, that I am in, uh, to Vedic astrology. Vedic astrology is the best astrology because mm. it goes so deep. It's the they real they one. even break it down. Yes, they even break it down to time periods and then sub periods. Mm -hmm. So the time period that I'm in is called Ketu Mahadasha. Ketu is all about spirituality and that's it. And it's funny because when I track back when I first entered this period, it's a seven year period. I'm like, that probably started when I quit football and I was awakened into spirituality. That's probably when it started. Mm -hmm. And I've been on some spiritual shit since. Because I'm like, I am I know, once again, this is ego. I know who I am. No, you don't. But up until then, I'm like, bro, I'm a motivated person. I, I want success. I'm ambitious. I'm strong. K2 came and wiped all that away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, no. And they say when you're in K2 period, if you try to do anything that's not spirituality, K2 is going to punish you. And I've seen that in my own life. When I try to do certain shit, it said you could be prone to accidents. Was going in the gym hard, 
Man, because when you on some spiritual shit, Kundalini Awakening, it's going to make you not have a lot of energy for, for shit that's human shit. Like, oh, mm. reading books, paying bills, trying to get a job, going to the gym. It's going to naturally make you not have energy for that. So, I've got strong willpower. Man, fuck this shit. I'm tired of meditating. I'm tired of sitting in my room doing bullshit. I'm about to get husky again. Bro, I got like big as I ever got, bro. Bro, feeling good about myself? Tear my fucking shoulder. Surgery, dumbass. Now you, now you sitting. Bro, now you sitting in the house because we're forcing <laughs> you to stay in the fucking house. That's bro, crazy. Get out, of, get out of my surgery. Oh, I'm feeling cocky again. Oh, I'm about to be a whore. I'm about to fuck all these girls. Bro, I'm having like the most girls I ever had since like college where I got like three rotations. Da, da, da. Bro, get sick. Almost fucking die. <laughs> really? But it's K2. Bro, yes, bro. I literally almost died, bro. From it's what? K2 like I forgot what the fuck that shit was. I think it was like an extreme case of strep throat. Jeez. And like, I'm such a gangster, bro, that I don't, cause you know, when you grow up, bro, in the hood and you really got like a ghetto mom, bro, they raise you tough love. Like, stop crying, stop acting like a bitch, da, da, da. So you naturally think you acting like a bitch. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, bro, I'm just gonna sleep and <laughs> it's gonna be cool. Like, I'm thinking, bro, I'm gangster, bro. You, your body don't get sick, bro. You gonna get over it. Like, I should have been went to the doctors, but the fact that I kept ignoring it, bro, it just got worse and worse to the point, like, my throat was, like, so swollen, bro, I couldn't swallow nothing, like, yeah. and the doctor was like, bro, what the fuck? He said, bro, you need to go to the emergency room right now, you like, bro, you idiot, do that, you're gonna die, bro, right, because I'm thinking, like, it's just gonna go away, but that shit didn't go away. Mm -hmm. So now, I got one more year left of K2 once this new year starts. And I'm trying my hardest to not upset it no more. Like, well, okay, bro. <laughs> I'm just going to do the spiritual shit. <laughs> like, you don't got to fucking hurt, hurt me no mm -hmm. more. So that's why I be saying, like, you really don't know. That's what I'm saying. You really don't know who you are, though. Because what if you just under a planetary influence that's mm -hmm. making you that person? Yeah. Because even me with spirituality, right? The next period that I'm in is Venus. And Venus is all about pleasure and enjoyment, money. So I'm like, bro, what if I go completely fuck this spiritual shit? Now I'm back on some, I'm getting money and having sex. Like, you just never know, bro. It's weird, bro, because um, I just uh, finished uh, the autobiography of Yogi not too long ago. I, I'm pretty sure you've read that mm -hmm. book as well. Yeah, I heard it. I got to read it again. I ain't okay. read it deeply. Okay, yeah, no, it's, it's really good, really good. Um, but uh, he was talking about astrology and stuff like that, and it, it kind of like occurred to me how it, can, it might be a psyop to make astrology like the 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 lower level mainstream level astrology just stupid to the point where guys think it's like bro this is some bullshit like i'm not gonna listen to this girl talk about astrology the snapchat like telling me oh bro i'm gonna do this and that could kind of like steer them away from like the real truth which just happens in like everything but like it kind of clicked with me on the astrology thing because if you really think about it, it's like the the most genius fucking people in the entire world at the time were the only people who made astrology. It wasn't a fucking yeah. um, college girl or it wasn't a fucking mm -hmm. friend from down the street. It was like the legit like one in a million geniuses. Like, And there's like this saying where a, a, a millionaires use numerology billionaires use astrology something like that May, maybe mix it up but oh, yeah i just yeah. made a video on patreon mm. titled um uh, the same shit the same phrase uh 
Some, I forgot now. I forgot the phrase. <laughs> but it was like it was like millionaires don't use astrology. Billionaires. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I made a video about that and went into deep on how to use astrology mm-hmm. to the most beneficial way to your chart, your time period. And I'm like, because like you said, it was kings, it was kings and nobility that used astrology and astrologers. Mm-hmm. But that's they fault though. If you if because once again the universe is going blind anybody that don't want to know. If you look at a girl and be like, oh, that shit done, but that's your fault for not doing deeper research. Because mm. I found astrology back in the day on some just, I don't even know how I found it. But it's like, once I found like even the Western, and I'm like, yo, it is, it's kind of accurate. Then it lead me into deeper practices. But like, mm-hmm. that's your fault if you don't explore deeper just because this girl's saying some shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it's also like to the point where it's kind of dumbed down to the point where purposely they don't want people to like, really dive in and get 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 the details which happens with like damn near everything like it's there's hidden truths to like everything in life that society whoever you want to say is kind of like keeping uh people from but like you said the people that really like see it and like take it for for uh for what it is they don't let their judgment their ego like kind of like block them they actually find uh the the inner truth the underlying truth that that happens uh between it but um what you said about the seven years in your cycle was that like um when you started youtube too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how did you and, start youtube and like what like got you to like i love i'm gonna go um just put a camera in front of my face because i mean like in the beginning too when i was asking you like it's just weird at first like what do i talk about what do i do like people like what are people gonna think of me it's like a kind of like a barrier to get over like how did that happened for you and what was like your vision from the start well number one bro my friend bro (laughs) Bro, i had a roommate named terrence it's funny as shit because he started a youtube channel back in college Mm -hmm. and he used to always like sneak record me bro because i used to always be saying stupid shit or crazy shit and i used to get mad like bro stop recording me bro (laughs) i used to always get mad because i'm like bro i'm like I maybe even would have did it in college, but I'm like, I know I'm so crazy that I'm like, bro, I'm going to get kicked out of school. Like, mm-hmm. they're they're going to kick me out of school, bro. I'm like, I know for a fact if I start saying what I want to say, bro, they're going to kick me out. So I'm like, I'm not about to even play with this game, bro. Uh, at least until I graduate. Mm-hmm. Then people, people just kept telling me because like I just say crazy stuff. They're like, bro, you got to start a YouTube channel, bro. You funny as shit, bro. Just start a YouTube channel. But I'm still like, ah, nah, like, cause I'm really anti-social, bro. I don't like being on no camera. Mm-hmm. But then spiritual awakening, I seen other people talking about spiritual topics and I'm like, damn, like, I feel like I low key could be better at it than this person. And this person mm-hmm. got a decent following. So I'm like, shit, maybe I should try it. And then if I didn't have spiritual awakening, I wouldn't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Cause I would be too much of an ego. Like, oh, they looking at me. They gonna make fun of me. Like that's ego. But once I lost my ego, to some degree it's easier to do it because it's like i don't give a fuck this shit fake anyway like mm-hmm. i don't give a fuck that a, a npc a video game character is saying some shit about another video game character i don't give a fuck mm-hmm. so that's how it started for real for real. Mm-hmm. and like when when you were starting it what was like your vision like what what were the where did you see it going what did you want to talk about like what what is uh what was like the main goal or mission in the in your content Bro, my main goal always and probably will always be just to give out the truth. 
because I didn't even think I was gonna ever get money on YouTube. I didn't mm. think it was gonna turn into a career. Yeah, that shit just happened. Cause I'm I'm watching. Even I was watching like other YouTubers. They bro, people was like, oh, you shouldn't start a YouTube channel. Like it's impossible to get famous now. Da, 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 da. Mm. It already the YouTube wave already happened. So I'm like, oh shit, the way they making it seem like nobody can get. That's why you shouldn't listen to people. Like they dumb as shit. Like mm. I almost believed them too. Like oh, you can't build an audience no more because. Mm. Da, 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 da. But uh, yeah, it just like it just like happened. But I just wanted to give out the truth because like I just hate the lies. Like society would be a better place if we just told the truth and accepted reality for what it was. The mm. reason why societies is crashing now because the people that started societies they all was liars and they only wanted to paint their picture of reality. That's mm -hmm. why so many people going crazy now because now because of the internet, it's hard to hide certain truths about life. And it's making people crash out because they, if you would have told the truth from the beginning, you might have been able to handle it better. Like, oh shit, all right, that's that's just life. Mm. But if I told you all your life that something was what it wasn't, then you wake up as an adult and like, well, what the fuck? But that make you go crazy. <laughs> mm. So yeah, that so it was just the uh, kind of like unveiling, the just like the fabric of reality for people was the main mission. But uh, when was it? Did you realize like damn bro like i can actually do this youtube shit like i'm actually like affecting people's lives in a positive way i'm actually building up this audience i'm actually kind of like doing all this shit even though you didn't really think you could but like what was like the point where it clicked that it was like but i i got this shit like i can keep rolling with it and i've built up a good momentum with me so why not just keep going uh put my foot on the gas it was when like i had like a bunch of videos going viral like before I deleted my channel, bro, my top video was like a hundred thousand views, like probably about to go to two thousand. But people don't notice, and this one reason I delete my channel for multiple reasons. Like ten so times. One of the reasons why, right? But one of the reasons I delete them because I don't, like I said, I don't really want to be famous. I don't like a whole bunch of people knowing me. So mm -hmm. my channel was growing way too fast. I'm like, bro, fuck no. Eliminate this shit, bro. It's too many people mm -hmm. coming around here, bro. I'm like, so mm -hmm. I'm deleting this shit. Because that's how you stop the algorithm. <laughs> if you delete a video, they can't find you. <laughs> Even though I feel like that shit probably going to be inevitable. Like, I can't escape destiny. But I'm like, at least in the beginning, I'm like, bro, I'm not liking all this attention, bro. Mm -hmm. So just a couple of videos were popping off and like you were thinking to yourself, like, did you ever think that like, um, like after deleting this and that, where you just like, what might as well just like roll with it and like, I can make money out of it. I can start a, like a career. I can like build up an actual audience to be able to do things. Maybe like if you want to uh, write a book or do like, right. I don't know, like podcasts like this, like what was the, what made you realize that? Well, some do actually, but once again, the universe just helped me out because I'm simple. Like, I'm not going to do too much. Like, even mm -hmm. now, like, somebody somebody just commented on one of my videos, like, stop listening to this dude and his low-level podcast. <laughs> or he said his low-budget podcast. <laughs> because I'm like, bro, I'm not about to, at least, I mean, maybe when I get bigger, I'll probably, like, really have a podcast studio and do some cool shit. But I'm like, bro, I don't care about all that shit. But it was some dude, actually, he commented, was like, yo, bro, you should make a Patreon. And even Patreon, I was like, I was like, damn, I'm not, I'm not, what the fuck I'm gonna talk about on Patreon? I'm like, I already gotta figure out what I gotta talk about on here, and I gotta figure out self-doubting myself. Then I made a Patreon. I'm like, oh, shit. Now Patreon be popping. 
Mm-hmm. And then now in courses, and I had a guy that helped me out doing courses. And mm-hmm. so it's like, bro, I feel like the universe just be helping me, bro. Cause mm-hmm. the universe know I'm not about to do some shit. Like I'm not about to do it unless mm-hmm. somebody help me do it or somebody say something, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, um, uh, uh, had someone to, like come up to you like in person and like recognize you? Bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but that should be happening. Like that should be happening like way more than I thought it would be. Mm. Like it got it- to the point where I, when I used to go to my kickboxing gym, bro, like oh, yeah. three people recognized me in my kickboxing gym. I said, oh, that's what I know. This shit getting real. Mm-hmm. So did it kind of like uh, expand your perspective? Like, damn, bro, like there's, this is like some, like when, you, when you're when you on YouTube and like when I see like my channel, I got like 16,000, you got like 50,000. It's like, you see the numbers, but like things like comments or even taking to another level, like you see the person or you do a, a consultation call with them. You're like, damn, I'm not just like talking to a camera, like with nobody around. I'm actually like mm-hmm. influencing and, and impacting people's lives. So like, did that give you a more like a reason to just keep going with it? Like actually like be like, damn bro, I'm giving a positive like message to people. People are enjoying me. I'm la- they're, they're laughing at my stuff, but I'm still giving giving out some game to them here and there, you know? No, for sure. Definitely, bro. When I be thinking about like not doing it no more, I be like, damn, bro. People do say you be helping them. So that's like a good, that's like a good thing, especially because, bro, when I, when you look around, it's not that many people telling the truth mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not that many people giving out spiritual knowledge, especially in like a relatable way. Mm-hmm. But then on like the deeper level on some like universal shit, bro, this shit fake, bro. <laughs> like, so I know like it's just, bro, this shit just, there's just some universe funny shit happening. Like, this mm-hmm. shit weird. Because even me, I'm like, bro, it don't even make sense why I'm famous. Because I used to really always think, like, damn, bro, I'm going to be famous, bro. Or I'm going to get a lot of money. Even if I didn't think I was going to be famous, I'm like, bro, I know I'm about to get a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And it's like now that it's, like, happening in real time, it's weird. It's like, bro, this shit just weird, bro. But mm-hmm. like you said, helping people is definitely cool. And preaching out some good knowledge. Because, bro, I don't like, I don't. Bro, we need better people giving out instructions to, to people because the people at the top is just lying to people. And it, it's fucking up society. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what really be getting me upset sometimes because we could really live in paradise on earth mm-hmm. if they just give out good game. Mm-hmm. But they don't give out good game. They give out bad game. <laughs> mm-hmm. What would you say? Like, give me like three things that... uh you think that if you like, let's say we brought everybody in the world to come up on, on, on your YouTube channel, you could give three pieces of game to like what you just said, like help society come back to paradise. Like what, what would they be? Mm. That's a little loaded question. Bro, one, <laughs> bro, one is celibacy. Uh-huh. Every man need to practice celibacy because Every man always complain about women do this, women do that, bro. Just ignore them. Bro, women do not have power if you ignore them. Mm -hmm. If you don't pay attention to their nonsense. Like, that's what blows my mind. Because I can't say certain stuff because they're going to think I'm a certain person, even though it should be done. I'm just going to put it like that. But it's certain things that we cannot do no more because we already let the cat out of his bag. Mm -hmm. And you can't put the cat back in his bag. Because they're going to look at that as inhumane. The cat shouldn't be in a bag. No, it should be in a fucking bag. Mm Because that's where the cat belongs. But you can't do that no more. So you got to just be responsible adult. 
get with other responsible adults and create more responsible adults. Mm. You feel me? But that only happened with celibacy. Because mm-hmm. most men don't got self-control. Mm-hmm. So they'll get with any girl just because she, cause she letting them. Then number two, Mm. I don't know. I guess I would probably say financial literacy, like just being smarter on how you spend your money. Mm-hmm. Then three, I would say, oh, physical fitness. I would make sh- I would make men make that shit like mandatory, bro. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta do something, bro. Mm-hmm. You gotta, if you gotta run track, play. You have to play a sport because this is how you get your first level organizational skills your skills of learning how to teamwork and be a leader or if you're not a leader be a good follower like play sports mm-hmm. yeah so the the first point that you made with celibacy i think that uh what you just said like if if a guy doesn't have self-control like it's just it's screwed but um on a on a on like a the highest degree self-control of, of self-control I think that like semen retention or celibacy to some degree is like the final boss. It's like the final uh, person you got to beat in the game. If you got that like handled and um, just kind of in control, everything else kind of falls into place. Like uh, I'm pretty sure you've gone on like pretty prolonged streaks. So you kind of like can uh, attest to that because like I'm on uh, three years plus of retention right now, like just a full on streak having like uh, relapse at all but um and i know you've done it for a long time so can you like elaborate more on how how important it is because like we can say it over and over again on videos but like so people actually like try it and like realize that they're not really missing out on anything they're kind of like gaining back a lot of what they've been missing out on their entire life it isn't it isn't like the opposite way around they're not giving up anything they're kind of gaining a lot of their power back right so once again the biggest like benefit with celibacy is one one you're going to get better self-worth because that's another reason why society is messed up men don't have (laughs) self-worth you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and a lot of insecurities problems violence it all comes from lack of self-worth like if you got or or just self-fulfillment and happiness which is part of self-worth if Mm -hmm. you're happy and content you're not going to go out into the world and do stupid stuff or, mm-hmm. or, or commit violence against the world or, or just be mischievous. You're not going to do it. So that's one of the biggest things is it make you content to where you don't need outside sources. So you're not going to try to forcefully take a woman. You're not going to try to forcefully do something to somebody else because you're contented. Mm-hmm. And then you just be focused on your goals once again, most men don't have goals. That's another reason why they say the idle mind is the devil playground. Mm. That's why people just do stuff. They don't they don't have no goal. They just wandering around the planet aimlessly, just doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I'm not gonna be a hypocrite because naturally by default, I'm a fuck boy. Like mm. I, I know that for a fact, naturally. Even like when I'm done my because I'm trying to just do one more while I'm still in my K2 period. I'm trying to just stay focused and just stay out the way. But I would be a liar to say that once I'm done my celibacy streak uh, or get out of this period, bro, mm-hmm. I'm going, bro, I'm going to be fucking with multiple girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
but you um but you now realize the power of your seed and stuff like that i think you just made a video about that too it's not like mm -hmm. you're um you're you're gonna go out for these to to get these deals for like to fill a void in a sense like what, what most guys are doing like they they don't have that self-worth they don't have that sense of like fulfillment within themselves so they go chase for uh bitches and bugattis and stuff like that and like yeah it's cool like if you if you can get those things while still uh maintaining like your frame your your fulfillment your spiritual like focus and stuff like that but a lot of people don't even have that so they're just kind of like trying to grab something patch it up fill in that hole and it's never gonna gonna come to the point where it actually like um keeps them there but doing stuff like celibacy spiritual practices just overall developing yourself into your best version and your mind body and soul it what is what um gets you to that point so now with that in place that you just said before on your video as well like your latest one that you're not going to just like previously like waste your seed on on uh just pleasure like you kind of like have like a purpose for it you know what i mean well see now this is what i'll say because sometimes like some dude he come in and was like basically judging my appearance like why should we listen to this dude like mm. just look at him like he looked like a, a degenerate and that could be possibly true but this is what i also think arrogantly cockily whatever i have more sense than the average person mm. i have more sense than the average person running the fucking government so it i feel like it's my duty to preach out sense amongst nonsense mm. even if i don't specifically adhere to it because i don't i never wanted kids so but i made a video about what men should do if you do want kids that's how mm -hmm. you should pick your partner but mm -hmm. i don't want kids Mm -hmm. So I, I technically, if I want to be a whore and fuck different girls and not get them pregnant, that's my prerogative. Mm -hmm. Cause I know I'm not about to get nobody pregnant or I never risked it so crazy to mm -hmm. where, oh, I got this girl pregnant, bro. No, that's stupid shit. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving out knowledge to help other men who they do want kids to be smarter about it. Mm -hmm. But me technically, bro, I'm not gonna lie. I don't need, cause like you said, once you enter fulfillment, I don't need women really for much except for that, the physical pleasure. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, I practice other games and techniques just to make it more interesting. But, but yeah, I don't, because I don't want, I, once again, like I said, I'm in K2, so you, who knows? I could go to my next period and be like, damn, I want to start a family. I doubt it, though. I really doubt it, but mm -hmm. I don't want kids. You feel me? Mm -hmm. But you see that, like you just said, you kind of see how to give the, the the other side the other perspective like you you're doing your own thing but like you understand like the right way to to go about it for like the majority of people in life who want kids this right uh-huh there's it so much stuff that i would say that like bro yeah you should do that because you want to do that but mm -hmm. i'm not gonna do that <laughs> i'm not gonna do that <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah bro that's it it's a big uh big realization for like most people that like they just like don't realize the power behind that like bro you're gonna bring it you can bring about a kid and you might just be stuck with like some some with some no name that you don't really want to be with because you don't have that self-control because you don't have that like spiritual knowledge of understanding like you 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 harness like life force energy within your seed that can create a new human being it can create a business it can create content it can create all these things but you're just gonna uh just not like respected to the point where 
you can actually put it in the right uh, positions. And then this is what I say too. Now this is superficial and shallow, mm -hmm. but this is how I look at it. And it's the same for girls too. A girl is only going to let you have sex with her unprotected if she wouldn't mind having your baby. This is what men don't realize. This is why they always, oh, she trapped me or she, bro, it's her nature to trap you. That's mm -hmm. literally her nature to extract energy from you from the deepest core. Mm -hmm. So by default, as a man, if you're going to have sex with someone unprotected, it should be someone that you look at them and be like, even if I did make a mistake, even if I didn't want to get her pregnant, I wouldn't mind if my genes mixed with her genes and mm -hmm. we create a baby. Mm -hmm. You feel me? like even even like that's just lower level like you're not really planning it but you, at least you know i wouldn't mind it if mm -hmm. i did get her pregnant mm -hmm. i'm like the back of your mind you can have like this could happen so like i have a purpose this there's like a deeper purpose to it it's not just like literally 100 just pleasure right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense bro it makes a lot of sense and it applies to everyone because i've talked about it before on my channel like Especially when it comes to like spirituality, human retention, all these topics that we discussed in this podcast, there's there's levels to it. You don't have to go become a full on monk. You don't have to go do um, human retention for like years on or like this and that. Like you can take these uh, tips, these advice, these practices, and apply them in a practical sense in your in your own life to a certain degree. So it's mm -hmm. cool to see like you talk about it in a very like relatable sense. That's why a lot of people enjoy your content. Like. You, you you make it like you take these bigger topics and like break them down to the point where it's like oh bro like i can actually take it take it and right, actually right. apply it in my life it's not just like i i went on a fucking retreat with like some monk and like i don't even know what the fuck he said it's like <laughs> actually i can put it into my daily life like and um you do it in a, in a way like you kind of like having fun with it when in your videos but you're always like doing rhymes like you could be a rapper if you honestly wanted to like you right. have like you know, some witty bars yeah. here and there so it's dope bro bro it's funny too because i'm like i'm like i always knew i could be a rapper yeah. but i just didn't i just didn't do it because i would have been a rapper if the dark side would have took over my life like mm -hmm. if i didn't go to college bro i bro i swear to god my second plan was to sell drugs and start rapping mm -hmm. <laughs> but i'm like but because bro my family bro i come from a family of drug dealers bro like really like control our neighborhood like not just like oh they regular no they control our neighborhood like especially when i was growing up bro mm -hmm. and people wouldn't play with them like they would take it there with somebody so i'm mm -hmm. like i could easily just join my family business mm -hmm. and start rapping and do whatever it takes to maintain my reputation da -da 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 -da. but then i'm like nah because because college football i'm like bro but i wouldn't be surprised if i start rapping later in life or something just on some fun goofy shit. yeah so um Last couple of questions is uh, now that you brought that up, like, what were your, what was your family or your friends thinking like when you got into the spiritual stuff? Like, like we were like, bro, this guy's uh, fried his fucking brain off psychedelics or what? <laughs> yeah, bro, my mom, bro, my mom be like, bro, my mom be like, I'm crazy as shit like that because she like a Christian, so you know how Christians is, bro, especially black uh -huh. Christians, bro. Bro, anything that's not Jesus, bro, they think you a devil worshiper or they yeah. think you some crazy shit. So my mom be like, oh, you crazy. But my whole family think I'm crazy. 
And then my friends, bro, I think my friends, because, like, they grew up with me since I was so young, and, like, they know how solid I am as a person, mm -hmm. that even if they think I'm, like, what I'm doing is weird, they know, like, damn, but this die, though. So, like, whatever he doing, it gotta be something, because, bro, we know him. But, mm -hmm. yeah, most, most of my friends, bro, I can't even... I got, like, a small group of friends that I can even, like, talk about this certain stuff with, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true, man. Like, when you get into, like, these type of topics, like, it isn't going to, like, click with everyone. Even with me and my friends, like, I have a couple close homies that I can actually, like, talk about these things. But um, it's cool, like, when you, like, stuff like this, like, be able to talk to you, someone that can actually pick up what I'm putting down, building communities, right. whether it's Patreon. I got, like, a Discord, like, where I talk to... The, my audience about these things on like a friend to friend level you know what i mean so that's it's funny because like your 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 family might think you're crazy your your um friends might think you're crazy but like me and you will probably look at them like no they're fucking crazy like they don't understand this so it's it's just like a little like a just like a game going on with the world man it's a book another book now this is like deep this is like I, I only recommend this book to people like on the highest like I feel like you ready for the highest spiritual teaching mm -hmm. and it's called the Ashtravakta Gita mm -hmm. and, and that's like direct to the point no morality no practices bro they telling you who you are as a being on this planet mm -hmm. so one of the uh the Ashtravakta Gita and the Avaduta Gita they both kind of in the same regard and one of the, the sutras in it was like, even though his family may make fun of him and think he crazy, the serene yogi enjoys the uh, the yogic bliss. Like even they, back then, bro, every knowledgeable person, every spiritual person, everybody thought they was crazy. Mm -hmm. That's why, this is one reason why like, I don't like humans. Oh my God, you're so crazy. You did it, bro. Jesus was crazy. Mm -hmm. But now y'all sucking his dick and follow his religion. <laughs> goofballs bro like bro he was a homeless wandering weirdo mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. his popular name was bro they fucking dumb like humans are really just dumb bro like, mm -hmm. it's sad mm -hmm. buddha fucking uh even muhammad bro they was i mean maybe muhammad might have got a little bit more respect in his time just because where he was coming from but bro jesus bro the, the main one let's just say jesus the main one bro they did not like him <laughs> and then they wait till after you die then be like oh he was amazing mm -hmm. bro humans are so weird yeah. <laughs> that's why i don't take them serious like i can't take a lot of people serious bro mm -hmm. and like what you just said with like jesus and like buddha and stuff like that you i remember you had a video not too long ago that was like saying that jesus is not a christian and buddha was not a buddhist and like when you kind of like when you talk to people like maybe your mom or your family who's christian and try to like tell them these things like what did, how did you go about it? Like you're telling them that bro, like these guys were were yogis or mystics or sages that like got to that point that got that got these universal downloads that you can too, that this person can too, all of us can. We have the capabilities, but who's gonna put put in the actual like effort to do so? Like what what is the reception you got from maybe your family, the audience on that video and here and there? See, when they come to like my family, bro, and like people, bro, I don't tell them nothing. <laughs> like, bro, I'm, bro, I'm secretive, bro. Bro, my mom like found out about my YouTube channel, bro. Like, cause she know, you know how moms is, bro. They just nosy. Mm -hmm. So then she end up finding it and then telling everybody. And I'm like, bro, I hide it from y'all for a reason. Like, bro, y'all are sheep. Mm 
mm-hmm. and y'all meant to stay sheep, bro. Everybody mm-hmm. not meant to awaken, bro. Most people can't handle the truth, so you can't mm-hmm. even. I wouldn't even try to convince them or tell them, bro. I'm just gonna let them live their life because everybody, like I said, for the planets, everybody got their own directional path. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna even try to convince most people to be on a certain type of uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Even like people be mad sometimes. They're like, bro, why are you gatekeeping information, putting stuff on Patreon? Bro, because, bro, YouTube is like, I say, YouTube is the public street. It's like back in the day when Malcolm X and them was on the corner preaching. Bro, they was annoying, bro. People didn't like them doing that because mm-hmm. they're just spouting the truth to any drone that walked by. Then occasionally, somebody be like, oh, damn, he making a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. That's YouTube. It's like the street. Even like, on because on Patreon, I get into actual yogic practices, mm-hmm. yogic poses, pranayamas, deeper text that I would never talk about in public or mm-hmm. put it on my YouTube channel. Cause bro, I don't got time for the sheep. Like I don't, mm-hmm. it's it's annoying enough that they come to my channel. Oh my God, uh, bro, it's already annoying. So I'm like, bro, I know if I put this out there, they're going to be, bro, their head going to explode. <laughs> so so I don't talk, bro, I don't try to talk to people, bro. I'm not gonna, I don't talk to people, bro. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of like your spiritual awakening, did you, did you get that sense of like, oh, bro, I need to tell, tell people this this stuff? See, luckily for me, the people that I was around, uh, they kind of, at least one of them from college was my cousin, bro. He kind of was like, at first he didn't really get it, but he, as he got more mature, he started to see. And then my other roommate, it's funny because in the Tao Te Ching, it's a phrase that says, when a uh, a fool is like when a wise man hears the Tao, he immediately puts it into practice. It said when a fool hears the Tao, he immediately starts laughing. Mm. It said if he wouldn't, if he don't laugh, then it's not the Tao. And it's funny because when I used to, when I first put one of my homies onto the Tao, bro, he literally started busting out laughing. And he was like, bro, this some bullshit, <laughs> bro. He grew and got older, then he started a little bit understanding. Mm. But they just go to show you that, bro, everybody can't handle it. And then, like I said, luckily, people trust me where I'm from. Like, I, I carry myself where people respect me. So even if they don't get something, they'll, they'll like, have more of a, they'll have more patience with it to try to hear it out because it's coming from me. Mm-hmm. At least, like, my friend group. Now, parents, bro, you know how parents, old people, bro, they stuck in their ways. Mm-hmm. So they ain't trying to hear that shit yeah 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 like when i first got into all these things especially after that like five gram trip i was like ronnie tell everybody about this shit like what the fuck just happened and, and then everyone's like shut the fuck up bro like you just <laughs> sit your ass off i'm like you, you just you just saw shit you know you're not doing all that so like i understood like that whole idea of like not everybody's supposed to be awakened like there's a they're supposed to be sheep for this whole thing to keep on turning for the cycle of samsara or whatever you want to call it to keep on spinning right but um yeah man it's it's uh it's cool though to see that you hopefully i'm doing to my best degree are like hitting to the people that that are like searching for this type of knowledge like maybe you were in the beginning or maybe i was in the beginning that eventually that they can take it maybe they start up youtube channels and they, they do it and just keeps passing on more and more and more because uh like you said, people need need this stuff. Like it's not the world is not just physical and mental, but it's also a deep, deep rooted and spiritual. And if you understand how to play all three games on all three planes properly, then you're gonna you're gonna put yourself in a better position to like just 
reach your fullest potential and just overall win the game of life. Right. Yeah. And, and even like, uh, cause not to like, just to look down on people, but even when I was, um, when I first heard Ramana Maharshi, because Ramana Maharshi, he, he is of the same class of Ashtravata Gita, mm. Avaduta Gita. He's not telling you to do no spiritual practices. He's not telling you what's right and what's wrong. He's just giving you the truth. Mm -hmm. So when I first heard him and he was like, you're a God and da -da -da, I'm like, bro, you sacrilegious. I'm like, bro, this shit, bro. I felt like a demon listening to it. I'm like, uh, -uh this shit sacrilegious. I'm turning this shit off. Mm -hmm. But like when I first heard it, and that's probably like my sophomore year of college. But then like later on, I'm like, damn, Ramana Maharshi, my, one of my favorite teachers now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy because like your your pre your prejudgments and your all that conditioning kind of like just puts like a block. Like you can't you can't listen to stuff. Like sometimes I'll talk to people, like especially people who are religious. I say it with air quotes, that meaning that they just were brought up in religion they don't really actually like take the time to read the bible or, or whatever um text it is for what it truly was what what jesus or whoever it is that they're they're following actually meant and they're just like no nah, bro like what are you what are you talking about it's supposed to be this and that and i'm like dude take some time to actually understand it like it's then you'll come to realize and a couple of people some of my friends are like oh bro like kind of makes some sense what you're talking about now but it's like it's just like that block that like it feels like you're kind of like um psychologically as you know like as a psychology major it's like a threat to their like survival like they identify with this um this this uh group or this religion that's like their tribe and they're just gonna they're just gonna go down swinging with it but when you actually like lay down the the foundation they're gonna be like, okay like maybe there's some some other shit to it Mm -hmm. for sure yeah man but uh yeah so to wrap things up bro um where can people find you because i'm gonna put all the descriptions down below um on where they can contact you maybe they're they're interested in the patreon go check out your channel before you delete it again for the 10th time um yeah where 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 are all the links and um what is like one thing that you want people to gain when they click on your videos or they go on your Patreon, uh, or just where do you see this, uh, this, uh, this message getting to? Well, yeah, all my links and stuff, you could just go to my YouTube channel, Mata Susan, uh, he's probably gonna put the links in. So everything you can find is LinkedIn on my YouTube channel is on under every video, uh, along with my Instagram. If you wanted to book a consultation or something like that, and I'm even going to put, I'm going to update my link tree on Instagram to put all my links in it. But the main thing I really just try to give people is freedom to do whatever they want. Because mm. that's that's the ultimate, like all the ultimate spiritual teachers that I learned from, like even uh, Sri Nisargata Maharaj, his teacher, and, and Ramana Maharshi, they don't, they don't they don't tell you like oh well you, you should be helping the poor and they don't they don't say that shit. they say bro they, your, your nature is freedom mm -hmm. and when you awaken you're free to do whatever you want mm -hmm. like even the ashravata gita again they said the wise man once he self-realized he's free to either live in mountain hut and caves or he's free to uh you know uh commune amongst the people mm -hmm. they say he could either be a celibate or 
it was like it was like the timid man is afraid of sense pleasures and is going to do everything possible to avoid them and it said the realized man can either reject the pleasures or he accepts the pleasures and use them for his benefit mm -hmm. so it's like bro they don't they don't judge at all bro they don't care what you do mm -hmm. they just want you to be free so that's what i try to give people to be free because even like even like the beginning of my patreon the first video i make is for people to like write down their goals about what they want to do because spirituality will help you with your materialistic goals mm -hmm. it's going to help you step outside the box that mm -hmm. society try to put you in that's mm -hmm. so freedom that's is beautiful. the main thing freedom beautiful and uh is there anything that you're working on behind the scenes any projects any videos any uh courses and stuff that you got going on that we can be um kind of like up to date on and like understand that this is coming in the in the near future well i just finished my celibacy course yogic poses bro once again yoga is undefeated there is literally a sequence of poses that you can do you will eliminate less completely now that's another thing i say to people that do celibacy they're like well how can i do it uh it's too hard and i really do believe if you're trying to practice celibacy without yoga that's hard as fuck mm -hmm. like some people is able to do it like like malcolm x bro malcolm x in his biography he went celibate for 12 years mm -hmm. but just straight off of willpower and i'm trying to give my free my people like so just straight off of willpower but most people are not strong enough to just be i know i'm not bro if i didn't have yoga to do it bro i wouldn't be what i was saying oh yeah yoga so if you don't do it with yoga it's gonna be unnecessarily difficult and even me i would not be able to do certain things like like just to be like to be easy celibate without yoga mm -hmm. then on the same token i have a because once again me my gen if you look at my birth chart it's gonna tell you bro this motherfucker is a whore you know what i'm saying <laughs> like he dates around he's going bro i'm dead ass bro you can look at anybody birth chart and see what they're gonna be so mm -hmm. one of my birth charts is it's tell me that bro you're gonna be a practitioner of tantra with meaning mm -hmm. like using spirituality and sexuality so I, for people who don't or not strong enough or capable or don't want to just completely abstain i have a a, a tantra course to help you practice keeping your seed while still giving a, the d you feel what i'm saying so because i feel like it's, it's just fun bro like i'm not gonna lie bro i love women i love playing with women but bro when it comes to practicality i know your seed is valuable and it is your best interest to keep it inside of you mm -hmm. so so yeah i got those courses but other than that bro i'm just trying to do my last year <laughs> you feel me my last year k2 period because i feel like you know everything is divine time and so the universe is is preparing me for my next level so mm -hmm. i just just gonna keep doing my spiritual practices get more deeper and in tune with the knowledge so i could give it out in the most concise accurate way mm -hmm. dub dub so and last question man you're fi you're philly native right mm-hmm born and raised mm-hmm and uh I, i've never stepped foot foot in philly but um i've been fucking with the the process the sixers for for like five yeah. more than like seven eight years now man is this mm -hmm. final year like using your vedic astrology and this and that when they get out of the second round that they fucking finally get out of the second round <laughs> Bro, it's funny, bro, because I swear, I'm like, yo, the Sixers, bro, 
bro, they are so annoying, bro. <laughs> that I tr- that bro. Sometimes, bro, I swear to God, I'm like, bro, I'm not about to watch these bum ass niggas, bro. Like y'all about to make me mad because I really get <laughs> mad, bro. So I'm like, I'm not about to let them fuck up my mind. Mm-hmm. And they trick you every year. Every year. This is what I know about the Sixers. They trick you. Oh damn, they look good. They really might do, bro. Then they fuck up. Mm-hmm. So I'm low key. If, if we would have kept Harden, I would have been like the same shit. But we're not doing shit. But low key, we made some good moves. Mm-hmm. We get rid of Harden and got all them role players, bro. Mm-hmm. And then Nick Nurse is a real coach, bro. I've been wanting Doc Rivers to get the fuck up out yeah, of here, bro. He was pissing me off, bro. <laughs> yeah. A dumbass, bro. I'm like, why is he coaching? But got rid of Doc Rivers, Nick Nurse, a real coach, nice role players wouldn't be. Maxi stepping into that next level, which I knew he was going to be. Thank God for Maxi. But then, but look, this, this is where it get weird. Kelly Oubre get hit by a car and now he's out. <laughs> like, why is the Sixers always on some stu- What the fuck? You think they curse? So how you get hit by a- Bro, I ain't going to say that because I don't want to say that. But listen, if it come down to championship or Eagles Super Bowl, fuck the Sixers. I need the Eagles to get another Super really, Bowl. Really, really, <laughs> okay. Yeah, but but I'm not gonna lie, we do got a good chance this year because of all the factors, like I said, the coaching and the players mm-hmm. that we got. Ho- hopefully, Kelly Oubre be back soon because we really need him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, none that he out, but we just fucking lost. Like I think, like back to back or some stupid shit. But if they, I feel like this really could be the year, bro. Like I'm not gonna get my hopes up or nothing, <laughs> but yeah, this really could be the year. Mm-hmm. We gotta check into the astrology charts, bro. We gotta check in the astrology. Charts. Right? Yeah, I about to say you probably could do some deeper science on that shit, but I'm not about to do it. <laughs> yeah. People bet like that. It's crazy. People bet like that. Off astrology. Maybe, maybe, maybe one day. Maybe one day when I get real proficient into the Vedic arts, I'll start doing mm-hmm. like crazy shit like that. Mm-hmm. But. Right now, I'm I'm focused on some other shit. Like I'm still in that that inner boy type period, so it'd be hard for me to even like care about certain stuff, bro. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even YouTube. But before I go, YouTube. When I first came to YouTube, bro, I was grinding hard as fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm making videos, making videos three times a day, two times a day, bro. Then the K two period. Must mind you, I was already in the K two period, but there's sub period. Mm-hmm. So I must have hit a sub period that took me even deeper away from materialistic goals. Because even when I was away from YouTube for four months, I'm like, bro, I don't want to be away from this long. I want to make videos and content. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't in a mind space to verbalize information. I was, that's another thing. When you get deeper into like the void, you really do become quiet. Mm-hmm. That's why all the yogis, Ramana Maharshi, they say like the highest teaching is like silence. Mm-hmm. Cause you you really can't talk because you don't your brain is just so focused on itself and its own energy you don't feel a need to verbalize out information so when i do get in the mood to want to verbalize that's when i'm like all right let me make videos and take advantage of me getting back into my human brain again mm-hmm. so so yeah so everybody that's watching this bro you better fucking make uh make good use of it before you Gets back into the another cycle and just <laughs> and the Sixers losing the second round and fucking this whole thing goes again. Right. But appreciate you pulling up, man. That that was a fucking great combo, man. I've been I've been really enjoying your content for like years now, man. It's it's been a real help in my life and other people's lives. And bro, you're just a character. You're just a cool cat, man. Cool, cool, um, 
a way of bringing about spirituality that people can actually apply into their lives. So appreciate you pulling up to the pod, bro. And um, if we ever do this again, man, it would be dope. For sure, bro. Appreciate you for having me, no bro. No doubt, man. Peace.